Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us this week, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. This must be another one of your Shazam songs, Tom. Okay, so we were down in Jupiter, and there's a place called Subculture Coffee. Why am I not surprised you heard this song in there? And uh, they have, I think they play this, uh, you know, they get this feed. It's probably a Spotify channel where they specify exactly what kind of music they like, and it just goes from song to song. So this is called the the company or the band is called Young the Giant. Young the Giant, and this song is called Cough Syrup. <laughs> and, and and I'm telling you. There's some decent music out there. These guys are pretty okay. I mean, it's a catchy little song. Sounds sort of like Coldplay or something, you know. Um, or a more modern version of R.E.M. Well, like yeah, see, so you, you relate everything to R.E.M. Because you went not. to college in, at a certain time. Whatever. Seriously, whatever. Okay, get to your Bible verse. Maybe we should How segue am I that, do that direction. With you on my phone, you're going to have to pot the phone down. Uh, I thought you'd found it on the laptop. I couldn't. I couldn't get it to do it. All right. So let's do the... I'll just turn it right off. There yeah, you, you did. And I will, I will also mention that Tom was at the controls that time. Yeah. All right. One of the things I do when I'm driving is I put on, there's a guy that reads the Bible named Alexander Scorby, S-C-O-U-R-B-Y. He's, the whole Bible is on YouTube, and he reads it in a very, uh, his reading is incredible. So I like to read the Psalms or listen to the Psalms when I'm writing. And some of them I don't tend to read very often, like the ones 
in the late 90s. Of course, everybody's heard of Psalm 100. Uh, but this is Psalm 96. So there's 150 psalms, P-S-A-L-M. And this one is Psalm 96. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, that's kind of awful exclusive saying that the the idols uh, that the other gods are idols and that you're supposed to fear the lord really what that word fear means in that context is have reverence and awe it's not fear like go hide from it unless of course you know there's a god and you've decided you hate him and that's i think true among certain folks these days but it's a, it's a description of God and the majesty with which he created the world. Now, last week we were talking about uh, an article from uh, the American thinker. It was about how the Republican leadership had failed us. And in it, one of the things that I uh, said was uh, that the McCarthy people in the De- Republican Party had basically worked against one of their own to get him uh, beaten, which was a kid named Madison Cawthorn from Western North Carolina. I think he represents Hendersonville, that area. And I made a mistake in saying that Madison Cawthorn was a military veteran. Why I thought that, I don't know, but I guess I just assumed that he was in a wheelchair, he'd been in the military, and had gotten hurt. That was not correct. He was hurt in a car accident. Um, so that's a non-factual thing that I said, and I want to retract that statement. I, the way I knew about it was I got an email from somebody who was listening, and they said that he was not a military veteran and da-da-da and just left – but they didn't just leave it at that. They said, don't assume you know the truth before you go on broadcast. That I'm paraphrasing what she said, but I know she said, do not assume you know the truth. What I would probably change about that statement is change the word truth to facts. Because what happened was I got a factual thing wrong. I got my facts wrong. 
But it didn't change what I was saying. Of course, she had nothing to say about the thesis of the um, presentation. She just felt like I needed to be pointed out that he had not been in the military. And because of that, I was saying an untruth. Maybe it's hair splitting on my part, but I've been attacked by folks like this before. And typically what they want to do is get you on a technicality and ignore the case that you're making. The case which uh, of it was that the Republican leadership is corrupt, that they conspire with the Democrats in many cases, especially when it has to do with eliminating somebody that might have been, God forbid, um, endorsed by Donald Trump. So nice try. Uh, I thank you for pointing out to me that I was factually incorrect on my statement about Madison Cawthorn, but you did not address what I said in the rest of the thing. Well, that's sort of par for the course. If you want to send me another uh, message and, and tell me you did or did not appreciate the rest of what I said, that's fine. Uh, there's, there's no need to... Uh, push it any farther than that so one of the things that's been somewhat in the news not really unless you dig for it is a situation in new zealand where um, there was a little baby over there named will and he has to have heart surgery and he's had heart surgery and the parents requested that he get blood from someone that had not been vaccinated with a COVID vaccination. Uh, the state of New Zealand or the government of New Zealand said, oh, absolutely not. You cannot specify that. And the parents would not give in. And so they took the baby from the parents and performed surgery. They're going to perform it's surgery. It's already done. I it's, thought it was tonight. I read where it had happened. I don't know about what's the time. What's the time difference in New Zealand now? Because I, I know it's supposed. It to be wouldn't tonight. be out if if it hadn't happened. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. So it's happened according to what I read, and um, you know, this is just amazing to me. I mean, you know, your parents now, if it if it collides with an official stance on something that the government is all in on which are vaccinations. I mean, you're still hearing on this very station, you know, in the middle of this show, before the show, after the show, all these ads for vaccinations run by the federal government. That's who pays for them. And many of them sponsored by Pfizer and Moderna. Well, it says it's health and human services. Yeah, I'm but anyway, but it they won't let up. I mean, the COVID thing's not happening right now. And it, have you noticed another thing? Everything is, a, there's a vaccine for everything now because you've gotten the public whipped into shape thinking that my immune system is useless without all these vaccinations. So now they have one for pneumococcal pneumonia. And that, that pops up on there all the time. So what happens is if 
you, if as parents you say, listen, this is what I want for my child, and it conflicts with a government narrative that's all in, they just say, screw you, we're taking your baby and we're going to do the surgery anyway. Because we are the government and we own and control everything. This is in New Zealand. But, I mean, I could see that happening here too. So, you know, you don't – are you okay with not having any control over anything? I mean, you know, peop, there, there seems to be no mass outcry about anything. And, and I think that that is probably the main issue here. And just to back up and talk about it, it's, it's, it has, I've been following this since mid last week and it's called, it's the baby Will story. You can, you can look it up, but you know, he's this four month old little boy in New Zealand, as Tom had said, who's in need of heart surgery and he, uh, he needs to repair some, it's a pulmonary valve stenosis. I believe if I'm pronouncing that correctly, his parents, you know, want him to have the surgery but they insist they they insisted that the hospital use blood from dedicated donors that had not received a covid vaccination and they cuz they had reservations about the covid vaccination and the clotting issue okay according to the guardian this is a 13 hour old story the boy has surgery after court gives doctors guardianship so the court said the doctors are now the guardian for the baby. And it was specifically that they gave guardianship to his cardiologist, to the, the two doctors that were managing his care. So they took it away right. from the parents. Right. Yeah. The six month old would not survive without urgent surgery for congenital heart defect. His parents said they were unwilling to proceed unless they were given a guarantee he would receive blood only from unvaccinated donors. I mean, how many people do the, um, do the nursing homes have, or not the nursing homes, the funeral homes have to cut open and find this freaking polyethylene in their, in their veins. And, 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 you know, how much of this stuff has to go on? But you know, that, but that aside, let, let's just go back to the it, parents' rights, you know, that, that, yeah, that for, exactly. for whatever reason, they believe exactly. that this was something that, that they wanted to give their son the best chance of a healthy future life yeah. and and this is what they felt they, they felt strongly about but but here's the issue it's that they wouldn't the they wouldn't they, they were not granted this right because granting the request to use unvaccinated blood would open up a pandora's box that's, that's the whole point and that i'm trying to because say it would be a kind of a tacit admission but there's that, a difference yes that 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 there, that there, if if they allowed it to happen, then then it would it would make the vaccine itself look unsafe, and in short, would you know maybe no, it, no, it ruins their entire narrative. It completely turns their entire narrative that they're still doubled down on. These people, if they if if you give them pushback, they always double down on what it is they're trying to do. You know, they, the, the parents even, I, I read an article. They don't know how to go in reverse. They only go The parents forward. actually went to move. They, they had a right to choose another hospital, but no other hospital wanted the heat of the political debate that was going on. So now all of a sudden you've got this child that's in the, you know, they won't allow them to specify unvaccinated blood. They won't allow, you know, they, they have no, there's no other place that will take them. And the court ruled in the favor of I the mean, doctors if you live in New and Zealand they now, lost control of their just, child's medical 
This you're in you're you're a lab rat in a lab. That's that's where that's what it's like. Everybody says, "Oh, they want to go to New Zealand." You know, it's so beautiful. But it sounds like to me that you're just in a police state over there, which is absolutely what can and will happen here if the liberals have their way. I mean, and it, and, and let me tell you something. This isn't just Democrats. Republicans, all kinds of uh, people in government, it's a power grab. They have to feel like they have power over someone and something else to justify their own existence. Well, I don't know if you've paid any attention. Uh, just this past week, Ron Johnson, Senator, you know, from uh, our grant, he was who won re-election, um, he was holding from Wisconsin. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm, I didn't finish that thought. He was holding a roundtable in D.C. It's been uh, well broadcast. You can follow it. Um, even watching the first 15 minutes is kind of uh, it, it, it's data for all those data people. Anybody want to fact check me? Please go right ahead. The main things that they were presenting as a buildup was that in 2020, pre-vaccination old people were dying. Okay. No news, right? 2021, that changed. Young people started dying. And we're not talking about, I'm just not making that statement out of nowhere. This is called, this is coming from the society of actuaries, the data from that's SOA society of actuaries data showing there is a 40% increase in all cause mortality in the 25 to 64 year olds, this is this is the working population. This is the young. They capture this data because these people are in the group life policies. This station runs ads saying you can now do this vaccination starting at age five. Yeah, and I'm okay. So, so let's let's I mean, no, man, no, I think it's younger than that. I yeah, heard one I, that said six months. Yeah, I think they're they're starting to this. It runs on this station, I, I, and I'm aware of that. All right, but let's go back to good this, this forty percent increase. Changing this whole thing to a podcast. Forty percent increase. A good increase. case for it. A ten percent increase is considered three standard deviation. It is considered the event of a once in a two hundred year flood. So a forty percent increase is mind blowing. So what? It's safe and effective. Well, then explain what has gone on. I'll tell you what's gone on. And the same thing on. for let me disabilities, you, Let me tell you what's gone way. on. Let me tell you the first thing that's gone on. The American mind, that is the average person walking around, has been almost completely lobotomized without having to go inside your skull and take part of your brain out because the critical part of thinking of most people nowadays is gone. It's just they they don't dare question any kind of um, any kind of narrative that is against what they're being told to think, and this goes for all levels of the population. It it it, it has to do with poor people, rich people. I see homeless folks walking around in downtown Lexington, yards away from anybody else, wearing masks. It's probably because. All the places that they they go in to eat or uh, get a meal require that. I, I don't know what the thing is, but there's been a big change in the way the average person uh, just walks around these days. 
Well, I, I don't understand why people don't know these, these statistics. I don't understand why you don't understand there's a 26 increase in disabilities for the general population. These people had to leave the workforce in this past year for some reason. Why? I don't know. Ready? Not quite. But if you want to yeah. pipe it up. Play some more of that. Keep on talking, Missy. He's our, a little- I'm just saying our healthcare, our healthcare authorities have no interest in explaining this or talking about it. You do not see this. But I believe you will, if anybody knows anything about the Twitter story, the Twitter tales that is going down, the here's information the thing. Here, Here's the out. thing that I would say to people. Give a you-know-what. Start caring about what the hell is going on around you. Wake up. Get off your ass. Start figuring out what all you've lost and what more you're going to lose if you don't start standing up and exercising your your power of thought wake up get off your ass sorry but i i mean i don't know any other way to say it yeah missy's nervously looking at how much well, what time, are you worried about how much time is <laughs> we got all the time in the world all right. Jeez, lord you've been listening to the tom dupree show with missy and clifton and tom did mention podcast we actually do put the we radio have a show into a podcast format just- on our website, DupreeFinancial.com, and that is put up the week after it airs on the weekend on 630 WLAP. We might start putting it up a little earlier to give a little quick shot of what's coming up. We'll see. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group as we continue through Tom's Shazam journeys. The uh, Down there at Jupiter and, and Hope Sound, um, there's a big Greek population, and they have some Greek restaurants. 
And there's a Greek Orthodox church, and I like visiting Greek Orthodox churches. And so I went to the service there on Sunday morning, and uh, in in say this part of the country, you'll you'll have a lot of people at a Greek Orthodox church, many of which are Greek. Then you'll have a lot of people they call them converts. Somebody like me who just likes the fact that it's been the same church for. 2000 years hadn't changed uh no innovations they they they're they're taking it from the book of acts and staying with that uh but the people at the church down there many almost all of them were greek and so i'm talking to them are you greek i said well no i'm not i'm a hillbilly from kentucky and they look at me kind of funny so they're thinking, well, why would you want to come to a Greek Orthodox church if you're not Greek? And I said, well, the theology. And then their eyes would get real bright, and they would talk about the history of the church, and they would talk about back in the old country. And uh, it's really sweet. I mean, and they're all so happy people. God, they they just... There was one guy, he was a retired barber from Wisconsin, but he's Greek. He said, he, I said, what, what would you do? He said, five minutes to cut hair, 10 minutes bullshit. And <laughs> that's what he said. He's a funny guy, you know, just, I don't know. I, you're going to, you can. And then we went and had a really good lunch. Yeah, then we went to the Greek. Uh, At the Greek restaurant down uh, the street. Nobody here has much of a sense of humor. Anyway, I thought it was funny. Um, that's the end of the song. Okay. Um, what do you got, Missy? What do I got? Yeah, you said we were going to do something different. No, it was just, I mean, there's so many. You know, there's what so was many. the next thing that we said we were going to cover? Well, we were talking about um, talk about Twitter files, all the things that were suppressed that Elon Musk has, has given access to so people can see what was actually going on. Oh, there was something on. else. We I, were talking about, uh, oh gosh, Brittany Griner being, you know. Yeah, now that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting, yeah. Okay. Who, whose so, bright ideal was it to trade a Russian arms dealer? So it's and, and when you have people that are actual real prisoners of war, but this administration is so consumed with political correctness and how things look that they get a basketball player who actually was recorded as saying at times that she hated America. I mean, what kind of world are we living in? Where I'll tell you what we're living in. We're living in a world where people that have some kind of sense have completely abandoned the political arena, the the area that would uh, run government and given it over to people who simply want to eliminate folks that think any differently than they do. I actually saw uh, somebody posted on on. I know you was this farming social. thing that you. Oh, no, wanted. that was another okay, one. But, that but, was. Uh, but hold on, we, there's there's so many things to talk about. But there was somebody that posted on social media um, how wonderful it was. You know, they, they actually shared President Biden's his his announcement. She is safe. 
She is on a plane. She is on her way home. And this person was applauding the fact that Brittany Griner, you know, who I don't know if anybody knows, she's the, she, yeah, you know, she's as if anybody seven really foot cares. Tall. The, the, you know, uh, well, women's NBA Hell of a player that got player. caught with the vaping WNBA, stuff. WNBA, yeah, not I NBA. I said, I said WNBA. Okay. The women's NBA, she, she, NBA, she got caught with some vaping stuff over no, in Russia. No, it was dope. She it was, was marijuana. It, it was, it had it, she could put it into the pen and vape it. So, okay, she, it's marijuana. Uh, but who, who wasn't a part of this trade was the. So they've released a guy that is a known arms dealer, has uh-huh. been responsible for millions of deaths. Nobody's saying anything about it in the, the media. You know, it's. And Paul Whalen was not a part of this, who was the U.S. Marine veteran who had been charged with espionage. Yeah. 2018. Amazing. He's sentenced still in 16 years in 2018 for espionage charges. So. And they didn't try to get him. They made sure they got Brittany yeah, got her. And uh, it's yeah, just unbelievable. I love the the comments were, do you think that she'll, um, she'll, you know, she'll honor the American flag now? Probably not. Okay, we've written a lot lately. This is something I wanted to put out there. We've written a lot lately here at PJ Media about how Cabal of global elites is doing everything it can to change the way we live. What once sounded like a wild-eyed conspiracy theory has come to life. One of those elites, Microsoft founder Bill Gates, has been scooping up American farmland. Scoop. Scoop it up. Gates has long been an advocate of switching to plant-based meat. Like, as in the case of Beyond Meat, that stuff's really good, I hear. And it's on sale right now. And although we don't know that there's a connection between his advocacy of overly processed fake meat and his push to buy so much farmland, it's not a stretch to speculate that he's buying farm acres to help achieve that purpose. One farmer in Georgia has put Gates on notice. Will Harris owns White Oak Pastures Farm in Bluffton, Georgia, and he's the fourth of six generations who are involved with the farm. They sell beef, poultry, and vegetables, pork also, and make and sell handmade goods. They're committed to tradition and sustainability. We take pride in farming practices that focus on regenerative land management, humane animal husbandry, and revitalizing our rural community, reads the farm's website. We know radically traditional farming creates products that are better for our land, livestock, and village. See, to be an old-fashioned farmer today is radical because on one hand, you got Monsanto and people like that that own all the plant genetics and they're, you know, and all the fertilizer, and so you're growing food in soil that is dead. It's a chemical substrate that grow, you know, round off, round up ready corn, round up. So you can kill, go through there and spray round off on the land, round up, and kill out all the amoeba and the plant life and grow this stuff out of there that's probably had fish scales bred into it and serve it at McDonald's. Everybody's cool. I know you like to eat there, Missy. No, thanks. Harris is a knowledgeable farmer, and he and his staff are willing to share glimpses behind the scenes at the farm. A friend of mine is studying agriculture at the collegiate level told me that she has learned as much from Will Harris 
He says, hell yeah, I have concerns about uh, Gates controlling farmland, just like I don't want a child abuser controlling even one child. I don't want him to control a single acre. So he lays out five reasons why Gates' farm policy is wrong. Number one, land is precious. Number two, the whole deal has been kept secret. Of course these people operate in secret. You think the World Economic Forum is going to come out and tell you exactly what they're trying to do? Third, Gates believes that the cure for all problems is technology. Four. Wait, hold on, wait a minute. I, 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 right. I like this little piece on that one, though. He said, okay, he's again, third, Gates believes that the cure for all problems is more technology. And this farmer's response was, everything looks like a nail if your only right. tool is a hammer. And he said, I have a deep understanding of how misapplied technology is responsible for most of the land management problems that we are experiencing today. And so I just, I, that, was, that was good. Fourth, Gates is heavily invested in plant-based protein. Just go look up Beyond Meat and see the, you know what show that that is. Fifth, ask the farmers of India and Africa how beneficial Gates' in thing was to their, well, he doesn't worry about that because he doesn't have to face those people. And if you have population, uh, depopulation because of bad management that's great because that's what they want anyway now let me say something and i'm going to apply it to lexington fayette urban county government because you have the mayor controlled by fayette alliance which believes that the real way for fayette county to operate is to not do anything of human activity on two-thirds of the land in fayette county this is so incredibly uh, nutty it doesn't even make sense to me soils change the the soil that we have today is not the soil we had a hundred years ago it changes you put fescue and grass out there you're going to get different deposition than what you had when you had switchgrass and all the other things growing in wisconsin they have some of the blackest soil that there is incredibly good soil you know why they brought in cattle 150 years ago cattle have a ruminant stomach it when when their uh digested grass passes through their system it comes out in a way that if you grind it into the soil it actually is beneficial to amoebic life in the soil it makes it more fertile the cow is an important step in that process you're not going to get the same thing if you just mow the grass and let it lay there and quote break down which it really doesn't do you don't think so you go out in the woods and look at leaves that have been there forever that's not very fertile soil in a forest because what you've got in the undergrowth is is not it, it's good for growing trees there's different kinds of land for growing trees than there is for growing crops. Now, here's what I've believed a long time. I think you could use these horse farms and actually have businesses on the farms. You could put them into a bunker, have stuff growing on top. Down inside, people could be doing uh, working on uh, just like what we do. You know, some of these barns could be repurposed. You could you could. See, what we've done, we've got these stupid silos where we say this is agricultural use only. You can't even have a parking lot out here. It's 
dunderheaded and foolish, you can multipurpose a lot of land. The other thing is, you know what we do with our human waste that goes through our uh, plant? We bury it. What you need to be doing is taking it out in the country and composting it. Composting is can be done quickly if you do it right, and then it adds back to the soil in a way that it's not going to help anybody in a landfill. But no, we don't want that because that might be in my backyard and it might smell bad. It is kind of gross, but there it's are part there, of the way life is. There is a sewer, a sewage company. Where is that sewage company that actually sells in it Milwaukee? As, it's called Malorganite. You, and when people find out what Malorganite is, you can buy it at Home Depot, and they say, "Oh, that's great." You know what it is? It's human excrement that's been totally uh composted okay oh they don't want it on their lawn because it's poo poo (laughs) i'm gonna take this so i'm gonna take this i'm gonna take this we could revolutionize fayette county and make all those farms which are only growing grass they could grow enough food to feed this whole state i will tell you again tom i have told you before you have got to watch the documentary, The Biggest Little Farm. Have you seen it, Missy? Is that Joel Salatin? The guy in Virginia? No, it's, um, I don't think it, it's called Apricot Lane Farms is the name of the farm. And they turned this absolutely, it's not a beautiful horse farm and it's not, it is the most rugged piece of land. And it all started because they lived in a big city with a dog, and the dog was barking. And this woman was a chef, and she had a vision of having this farm-to-table kind of situation. So the only thing that I think that they could afford was this really kind of deserted, ratty, non-functioning piece of land. And they kept researching how the land feeds Compost. itself. It wasn't just composting. It's pigs and how every animal including the animals you don't want like the coyotes how they all contribute to the ecosystem and it's fascinating but it all started tom you would love it i'm with looking a at a dog right, i'm looking at it right now so as Ap- apricot lane farms right yeah is a farm integrated within a reawakened ecosystem 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 our focus is seeing and utilizing the interconnectedness of nature to help build soil health, maximize biodiversity, and regeneratively grow the most nutrient-dense food possible. Exactly nice. what Tom was Part saying. Part of that starts with oh, recycling what goes through that's our right. sewage treatment but it plant. is the most fascinating. Here in Fayette County, that's out on the horse farm. It's But this particular documentary that's is the most fascinating but we have all these stupid little groups that won't let you do anything. And, you know, and the mayor is owned by them. I mean, her biggest contributor was one of the biggest contributors to uh, the Fayette Alliance, which just, you know, stupid things like a soccer field. And and it's just. Well, they, they, you're talking about it was stupid. They turned that down because that would have drawn quite a bit of. It's a really cool site. What would it have nice. drawn? It would have created some economic activity, which we can't have in Fayette County. We're not supposed to have economic activity. So the biggest biggest little farm, directed by filmmaker and farmer John Chester, the film is a testament to the complexity of nature following John, his wife Molly, and their dog Todd. 
<laughs> nice. Todd was how it all got Todd started. On an epic odyssey to attempt to farm within a reawakening ecosystem, et cetera, et cetera. The film was released theatrically in North America in 2019. Pretty cool. I could grow enough vegetables. Streams on Hulu. I, you know, you could, you could, on 30 acres, you could grow enough vegetables to feed the whole north end of town. They talk about food deserts. You could grow it up there if you had, you know, people that were doing the proper composting and that kind of thing. But people have been so conditioned to eat this junk that get, that goes through McDonald's and places that's produced by chemical farming well and i will say this biggest little farm one of the one of the nuggets of the whole thing is that none of it is easy and i i think that it it all is a process and it's it's trial by fire it's you make mistakes you correct them you learn but a lot of people have already made the mistakes you can just learn from people that that know how to do composting I mean, I've, it's more, I've, it's so much more than composting. This particular documentary, though, it um, is. And you really, I've begged you. I've, I've I guess I've haven't. got to. Oh, you, stop! I guess I've got to actually put it on the television and turn it on. Yeah, you probably do. Wait a minute. It kind of reminds me. You, you were saying, you know, that these take a long time. It's not quick. It's not easy, right? You know, m- most things in life that are worth it aren't quick and easy. But yeah. it always reminds me of. I'm kind of a movie buff, but um, Kate and Leopold. I don't know if you ever saw the Hugh Jackman, you know, movie. And you know, he, he she's invited Meg. It Ryan. takes time. Me- kind of like kind of like our relationship. Oh right? God, Me- Meg Ryan <laughs> invites him to dinner, and you know, she pulls out the chicken nuggets and the the frozen peas. Oh, and, lovely. And he, his his whole thing. I'm Man, I love I love his response. He says, where I come from, the meal is the result of reflection and study. Menus are prepared in advance, time to perfection. It is said without the culinary arts, the crudeness of reality would be unbearable. <laughs> when you think about it back, you know, he comes from a time in the 1800s. It was the, you know, it was the early That's 19th good. century where you had to go and, you know, you know, you had to get the milk to get the cream. Right. And, you know, I mean, the your meal. You had to go kill was, the chicken. Yes, yeah. exactly. Pluck the chicken, prepare the chicken. Yeah, we don't have to do any of that stuff these days. But we don't do any of that. Everything is too easy, and that's why fast food is so popular because people are tired. Screwed me up. Missy doesn't need it, and I don't very often, like hardly ever. But um, it's easy. And when you've got kids in the car that are starving, and you're at the end of the day and you're tired, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do like a good old Rally's burger every now and then. I think we have been gone all around the sun on this conversation. I'm not even sure where we started, but hey, well, it's we where start, we end, We started right? with the Twitter fight. Where were we really digress with the Bill Gates farming uh, thing? Yeah. That's, that's right. That's right. how we oh, ended we up. We came back around. Thank that's you. That's how we ended up with the biggest little Thank farm. You. Thank and you. do watch that, listeners. It is, um, it's really a great, great odyssey of adventure and discovery. It looks good. It is good. And I'm shocked you haven't seen it, Missy. I don't know. Chalk one up to me. That doesn't happen often where I scoop Missy. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. As I mentioned earlier, you can always find more of the Tom Dupree Show at dupreefinancial.com under the radio tab. We also have some um, different blogs that we have been posting that are on a bunch of different topics kind of like the radio show some of them stem from the radio show but uh, that's on the blog tab we will be back in just a few minutes with our financial guys to talk about what's going on in the 
investment business. So stay tuned and listen to a little bit of music inspired from Tom Shazam Journey. You mean you're not Greek? (laughs) 